and welcome to Bygones Podcast, the Ali McBeal Rewatch Podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker. I'm Alana Parker. And we, if you don't know by now, rewatch every episode of Ali McBeal through 2019 eyes. And uh, yeah, we're well into season two at the moment. Yeah, over halfway through. Over halfway through, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, dried our eyes from the last episode. I know, last episode was traumatic. Totes of Yeah. Um, with uh, Hayley, Joel, Hayley, Os- Joel, Osmond. Osmond. Yeah, yeah. I always want to say Osmond. Yeah, he's not a member of the Osmonds. No, no, no he's not. He's his own uh, thing. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, this episode, I am crying for a different reason. <laughs> oh, don't even start. Like, I have so many feelings. Like, I'm bubbling over good. with feelings. <laughs> There's going to be feelings! Okay, so this uh, episode, we are looking at season two, episode 14, uh, called Pyramids on the Nile. I really love that song. I do love that song. And it makes me annoyed that it's associated that with Billy and Ali. Ali and Billy's like love song. Yeah. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, so uh, Pyramids on the Nile was first aired 15th of February 1999. So just after Valentine's Day. Yeah. I know I said Valentine's Day in the last episode, but I guess that was a bit premature. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah. We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the 90s. The decade more problematic than it looks. Shall I give you the um, artist and the guest? Okay, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So the UK number one. Yeah. Blondie. Oh, um... Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> uh, I know this one because uh, uh, they had a big comeback, didn't they? And it was um, fuck me. I can hear it in my head, like her voice. Maria, Maria. That's it. I was searching for. The, I was her. searching for the name. I was ding, like, ding, yeah. Ding, ding. yeah, 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 yeah. Maria, awesome song. Yeah. Love it. Uh, the US number one is Monica. With last night again? No. no, a different one. They really like Monica this year. Yeah, no, I don't know. Angel of mine. Yeah, that's a more well-known one. I think, yeah, last yeah, night. yeah. So that was US number one. Fourteenth oh. um, of February, so Valentine's Day, ninety-nine. Actual Valentine's Day. Now, oh, and John appears as himself oh. in an episode of The Simpsons. Oh, okay, cool. I can't. I don't remember specifically that one. Yeah. remember what. Uh, episode that was, but you no, did. Fifteenth of uh, February ninety nine. So the day this episode came out. Yeah, uh, Rolling Stones Day is declared in Minnesota by uh, Governor and former Rolling Stones bodyguard Jesse <laughs> Ventura. <laughs> sure, okay, Jesse. I just thought it's it. really funny. Yeah. Um, and last thing I've got is nineteenth of February ninety nine. The film Office. Space is really... Oh, I love that film so much. It's such a great allegory for office life that hasn't actually changed that much. Terrifying me See, since 1999. I remember you showing me it, yeah. but I think I was too young yeah. to understand or so appreciate. Good. 
it's so good. like the film because yeah. I wouldn't have done any kind of work at that yeah. point. So I would. Be I like, quote what? it all the time. <laughs> all the time. But I, yeah, I'd be interested uh, to watch it. Go ahead and uh, do that. Coming on the weekend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My sleeper. <laughs> it's great. And Jennifer Aniston's in it as well. Is she? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that. Ring the alarm, we've got a new patron. Renee has recently subscribed to our Patreon at Alley Level. Thank you so much, Renee. It's greatly appreciated. Now back to the show. Okay, so, okay, Ember, do we need to take like a deep breath or do any kind of preparation before we dive in? Like, I don't know, like, we're going into battle. I know. Like, There's going to be a lot of shouting, so maybe adjust your volume. <laughs> I've got... We've both got drinks to uh, throw. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, keep our voices limber, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to so continue to... We've got laptops out. I don't want anything being... I'll throw it broken. in the opposite direction. Don't throw drinks in my flat. <laughs> Clearly, they seem to be doing um, some kind of case related to sexual harassment because Richard is commenting on the case um, and he's saying um, that the laws on sexual harassment in general are stupid and that they're dumb. And if you happen to be a juror sitting on this case, here's your opportunity to say so. Don't you give in to the stupidity. Step in and rule for our client. And at this point, now like <laughs> yanks Richard off. out of the shot and oh, it's like, him off. <laughs> She doesn't do that. She just yanks him out of shot. <laughs> and she's like, you cannot have direct or indirect contact with the jury. Did you forget about that rule? And Richard's like, as if I care. And Nell's like, Richard. He's like, Nell, there's a lot of money at stake here. Is there not? And she's like, yes. And he's like, well, there's a little something about me you need to know. When the stakes are high, I will always speak my conscience. John comes up and is like, we better get going now. And Richard's like, John, are you ready? And the bells kick in. Yeah. And John's like, yeah, I am. And the reporter cuts in and it's like, Mr. Cage, what will you be arguing? And John's like, we have no comment. And so Nell and John go to get in the lift, followed quickly by the reporters going like, Mr. Cage, how about another comment? And as they're leaving, Greg gets out with a huge bouquet of like flowers and balloons. balloons, Because it's Valentine's Day, I guess. Like, fine. Um, 
Then we have Billy in Ali's office yeah. um, talking to her about some office stuff. He's like, Myra's meeting us down there. Are you set? And she's like, yep, yeah, we should win this. So I guess, are they all on the same case? I forget. No, Billy they're and Ali a have case. a separate case yeah, okay. together. Um, so they're talking about that. And then Ali um, walks around to kind of leave the room. And then Greg comes in with his like offerings yeah. <laughs> and she's like Greg what are you doing and Greg's like oh I decided to stretch Valentine's into two days this year and Ali's like oh, well and then then Ali sees the dancing baby come in by Greg's legs and he's dressed as Cupid, <laughs> Cupid yeah. and it shoots kind of several arrows that all land in her and then she turns back to Greg and like this massive smile on her face being like oh these are so beautiful and she takes the flowers and the balloons yeah. and then um, and then to Billy who's still there like standing like a lemon she's like two day valentines and, and Billy's like yes precious and I'm like fuck you with your fucking shade Billy yeah that's my note exactly I'm just like you don't stop pissing on her parade yeah. like she's happy she's really happy yeah fuck you and then she's like I'll be right with you and Billy like slowly sidles out of the room all like butt hurt yeah. like the biggest butt being her um, and then Greg's like oh what's with the news crew and she's like oh well John and Nell have a very big case sexual harassment firm niche these are so gorgeous and Greg's like yeah well so are you and I'm like oh my god it's so dreamy and Ali's like I could really get used to this and Greg's like well, why don't you then and she slowly like approaches Greg and they make out passionately and I'm just like when he goes like why don't you then? I'm like, woo, Greg, like... No, excuse me, in sight. When he is on, he is on. Like, I am on. We're all on for this. Apart from Billy, fucking Billy, watches from the doorway and is, like, checking his watch, like, all annoyed. And I'm just like, fuck you, fuck you. I am so angry and we're not even in titles yet. Well, I was just like... And just like that, I know what my verdict of the week is going to be. Fucking <laughs> I swear to God, he is so like free to just piss off, like standing there, like tapping his. Who watch, the fuck like... does he think he fucking is? Oh, he's a cunt. <laughs> we're not even in titles. I mean, now we're in titles, but this is what it's got to. We're yeah, not even I know. there. We're already like <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> such a dick so after titles Ling and Richard are walking into Richard's office and they're talking about um, Ling is asking Richard if she can join the firm because we saw last week the big or last episode the big revelation was, was that, that she's actually she's a trained lawyer. as a lawyer yeah. um, and so she's asking, to, asking Richard if she could join the firm and Richard's saying well I'm just not really looking to take on another body right now but if I were it would be yours trust me He's like, I'd welcome you with an outstretched. She's like, Richard, I really enjoyed being a lawyer last week again. And the picture <laughs> last week I like being a lawyer. Today I think I'll be another lawyer again. <laughs> and she's like, and the people here, I just get along with them so well. And I was like, really? <laughs> Do you? And um, but she says it seems organic, and I'm like, by organic you mean you're the only character in the show who doesn't work here. Yeah. <laughs> and yet you're always here, like, yeah. maybe you should just do some Join. work while yeah. you're here. <laughs> and Richard's like, organic? You and the people here? Yes, I see that. So he's like, have the same reaction as the audience. And she's like, it would mean a lot of money for the firm. And she walks up to Richard slowly, and she's like, and it sure would be nice not to have to invent reasons every day just to come see you. And then she pushes him down to like sit on his desk. And she says, it'd be nice if, just on a whim, I felt like sucking on your finger and 
we're just an office away. And she starts like licking his finger. And he's like, she's like, it'd be great if during the day, instead of having to close my eyes to see you, I could just keep them open. And she licks his finger again. And then she stops and Richard's like, and I'm like, look, workplace romances. Trust me, I know well, how I, I met my husband. It's one of those but things. Richard, as a responsible business owner, should be putting a stop to this. Boundary. Like, this is not in the office. This is not, like, this is it's not, not how you do a job interview. No. <laughs> like, her persuading him to hire her as a lawyer should not involve as much linger. Uh, linger? Linger. <laughs> should not. Linger. Should not. <laughs> Should not involve as much finger licking as, as this. Unless you're working for KFC. In which case, that's a whole different thing. Uh, it's just not right. Uh, so, it's just very... It's just very. It's just, just very. Very, like, yeah. eye-rolling. Very. No, just very. <laughs> so... Nell and John um, go into a side room at the courthouse and there's like seven male lawyers that follow them in and John pokes his head around the door to check if there's any more coming in, which is really funny. And like lawyer number one is like, well, I don't think any of us imagined this much heat for what, uh, well, I'm sure we can all agree is a ridiculous matter. And they all like sit in unison. And Nell's like, you say that with a twinkle. This isn't funny to our clients. They lost their jobs. And the lawyer's like, we're upping our offer to 125 a piece. And Nell's like, not enough. And the lawyer's like, well, the last time I checked, the lawyer had an absolute obligation to take an offer to a client before rejecting it. And Nell's like, I know their wishes, but thank you. They'll be pleased to know you're looking out for them. And she's <laughs> dripping in sarcasm, and I love it. Um, and the head lawyer is like, Miss Porter, how many attorneys do you see in this room? There's a reason Cobb Company has hired an army. They're willing to spend whatever it takes to squash this. And Nell's like, fine, tell them to spend two million and we settle. And there's like a second lawyer who's like, could I share a thought off the record? And she's like, please. And they go, two young lawyers, reporters asking questions. Your profile's never been higher. Settle out, the luster lives. Get embarrassed in the course of a trial, your stock plunges. And John's like, Mr. Jameson, reciprocity would perhaps allow me to share a thought in that same spirit of giving. And he's like, certainly. And John says, if we lose, one could say, well, we were outmanned. Fortune 500 companies, seven lawyers arguing the politically correct merits du jour. The odds are certainly in your favour. A loss would hardly be a blemish to me. But if you lose, well, imagine. And here's an inside tip which I share with you only because I too care. (laughs) You will lose. Ms Porter and I will beat you. And look at my face as I tell you this because I promise when the jury reads that verdict, I will be looking at all of yours. And the lawyer, the first lawyer, like, looks around at all the other lawyers with a smirk and is like, well, I guess we have a fight. <laughs> like, okay, so Nell and John are the David against this seven-lawyer Goliath. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't even understand, in the context of a trial, why you'd have seven lawyers, other than obviously to make yourself look bigger and more intimidating. Like, there's not seven jobs for people to do on a trial in the courtroom. Like, I understand there's, like, research that can be done... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But, like, like they're not all going to stand up and speak, you know? No, no, I think it is to be, like... Make them feel, like, Yeah, yeah, completely. It's a power move. Like an intimidation tactic. Yeah. Just bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. Men being like, my penis is bigger than yours. (laughs) 
My team's bigger than yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, anyway, right. So we have next. We go to a scene where there's the like the preliminary arguments on Ali and Billy's case. So we find out what that is all about. And Ali is up next to the opposing counsel in front of the judge, and the opposing counsel is saying it's a will. It's like a it's a probate case because the opposing counsel is like the will is valid. It says what it says. Life estate to Myra Jacobs as long as she doesn't remarry. She remarried. And we see Myra Jacobs, their client, is sat next to Billy, and she's being played by Anna Nicole Smith, R.I.P. Oh, I did not spot that at all. Yeah. I did not spot that. And, spoiler alert for this episode, she doesn't do a lot in this no, episode. No, no, not she, Does she even is have it, a line? I think that's the only scene she's in. Like, and I just think it's a really odd choice to cast someone, because her profile was quite big at that time. Yeah. To, like, have someone in that, like, stunt casting type role, but have them not do anything. Like, she didn't really do anything no, the entire episode. No, no, she didn't. It was like, blink and you'll miss well, the I cameo. Think, but I literally did. Yeah. I mean, I... D- it's just odd to me. Yeah. I wonder if there was a scene that she was in that got cut. Cut. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. But it just felt like a maybe really she big name very for good. such a small part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she wasn't Possibly. very good and they got rid of those. Possibly, but, you know, just thought I'd point that out. Yeah. Um, um, and Ali's arguing against the opposing counsel that the restriction is against public policy and the opposing counsel saying, well, the intent was not to prevent her from getting married again. And Ali's like, well, the law favours freedom to marry. It favours family. And the judge is like, Ms. McBeal, I must say, I agree with Mr. Serrano. Restrictions against remarriage aren't automatically invalid. Invalid. We only strike them down if the intent is punitive. Do you have any evidence that the decedent is trying to punish your client? And Ali's like, no. And judge is like, well, then where's your case? And then we get a <laughs> gif of a chainsaw cutting off Ali's legs at the knee. Yeah. And she looks down and she's like, you're on all right. And then Ali like falls to the ground on her stumps <laughs> and she like picks up her dismembered leg and she's like banging it like a gavel while saying the restriction is de facto punitive <laughs> and the judge is like I don't care de facto I see no motive the trust stands valid as written and it's gavel yeah like so they like they've lost fucked up yeah yeah so in another courtroom a man is being questioned by Nell on John and Nell's uh, case and Judge Walsh is sitting on that case. So the man says, well, I was in marketing and Callie worked in the controller's office. And Nell's like, so you met on the job? He's like, we did. And Nell says, you began to date? And he's like, that's right. And Nell says, well, how long? And he said, well, we've been together for about three and a half months when Mr. Forsley called us both into his office. And Nell's like, and Mr. Forsley is that man right over there. He's one of the vice presidents in person personnel. Personnel, such a 90s term for um, And Nell's like, and he called you to his office because, and the man says, well, he'd heard that Callie and I were seeing each other. He confronted us about our relationship. We admitted it, upon which he discharged us. So now we're kind of getting a sense of that case. Mm-hmm. So the opposing counsel now questions the same man. He says, Cobb Company has a strict policy regarding inter-office dating, does it not? And the man's like, yeah, which is ludicrous. And the opposing counsel is like, well, could you give us your understanding of this ludicrous policy? And he says, it's called date and tell. If you're having a relationship, you're supposed to disclose it. And once you disclose it, you're required to sign what basically amounts to a love contract, which is to insulate the company against any sexual harassment claims that could possibly arise out of that relationship. 
and the opposing counsel turns to the jury and is like, I couldn't have said it better. So you knew and understood the dating policy at Cobb Company, didn't you? And he's like, yes. And he's like, but when you and Callie Horn began to date, you nevertheless chose not to disclose it. And he's like, well, the reason I chose, and he's like, I didn't ask you for a reason, sir. My question is, when you chose not to reveal your relationship with Callie Horn, you knew you were violating office sexual harassment policy, didn't you? And he's like, yes. He's like, thank you. And then all the lawyers in a row, like, cross their legs in unison. <laughs> like, very satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> so then John gets up to cross-examine, and he says, well, why not just tell and sign the love contract? And Mr. Close says, I found it demeaning. It's a violation of individual privacy. And John says, well, did you attempt to conceal your relationship with Ms. Horn? And Mr. Close says, no, we certainly didn't flaunt it, but we never tried to hide it. And John says, well, could you describe your feelings for Ms. Horn? And he says, I love her. And John's like, you love her? Well, that must have just broken all sorts of rules. <laughs> and the opposing counsel's like, objection. And John's like, you can't go around having people loving one another. And the opposing counsel's like, objection. And the judge is like, Mr. Cade. And John says, I'm sorry if I seem inappropriate with my condemnation for the defence position. It's just that sometimes I get overwhelmed by common sense. <laughs> and they object again. And the judge warns him again. He says, your honour for the record, the other six lawyers did not object. And the other six lawyers like stand, stand and go, objection. <laughs> and John goes, I stand correct. <laughs> okay. So Ali and Billy are now in the elevator coming back to Cajun Fish. And Billy looks yeah. And Ali is like waffling on, saying, oh, we can appeal, like he can't just rule like that, blah, blah, blah. And the elevator arrives and Ali gets out first and Billy is following, just looking daggers at her. Yeah. And he just goes, you got a second. And she's in the middle of like getting her messages from Elaine. And she's like, well, and Billy just keeps walking and he's like, your office is fine. And he like waits at the doorway. And Ali like gingerly so kind of takes fucking rude. the last of her messages from Elaine, staring at him like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then she goes into her office and Billy follows her and closes the door and he's looking so mad. And then he just goes, good Valentine's dinner last night. And Ali's like, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> and Billy goes, you were unprepared. And I'm like, and even if she was, what the fuck is it to do with you? You fucking fuckwad. Like, what? He's just that, Right. And, and then he goes, yeah. you walked into court today assuming an easy victory. You didn't do the legwork. You were unprofessional to the point of malpractice. As I was second chair, that performance was a reflection on me. Don't you ever let that happen again. And he starts to walk out. And this is what, like, he does this. He does this thing where he thinks he can just shout at someone. Scream. And Scream. then turn around and walk out. And, like, he's just allowed to do that. Like, it, it's unbelievable. But I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? Fuck off. Like, yeah. I was so angry when I saw this because I was like, no one gets to talk to anyone like this, let alone a colleague. Yeah. And I cannot believe that women get called out as emotional when men go around acting Dude, like this shit like fucking this. wank stain. Yeah. Like, I nearly threw in my objection, but then well, I realised I mean, that... my objection comes after this next Oh, bit. really? Well, yeah. I nearly threw in my objection because um, I was so angry, but then I realised that Ali kind of objected on my behalf is what I mean so yeah. Billy as you say walks out as if to leave and Annie's just really authoritative and calm and she's like hold on a second and Billy stops and like wheels round and she's like I don't work for you and even if I did nobody talks to me like that and Billy's like it's time somebody should and she's like 
my research was current, that judge's ruling was more a product of his flaring hemorrhoids than it was with my performance, and because it bears repeating, don't you ever speak to me like that again. And I felt like that little speech was such a masterclass in like not needing to scream to get yeah. your point across. Yeah. Like, completely so like she because yeah he, he looks like a screaming a baby yeah exactly to her. i was like that's exactly but, how you play that but then he goes yeah. like what will you do ali complain gee that's a novel course of action and i was just like this is my <laughs> coupled with what he's yeah. done yeah. as in being like make it being like i want to have a word with you and actually, it's completely unprofessional. I'm going to shout and scream at you like I'm the boss of you. But also unconsensual, because he doesn't give her a chance to say no. Yeah, like no, he doesn't. He wouldn't have accepted no as an yeah, answer. Yeah. If she hadn't walked into that room, he would have just screamed at her in the complex. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm just like, yeah, she fucking should call his bluff and complain. Yeah. Like, how fucking dare you? Like I say, like, he's such... So, so anger-inducing. He's like... He's such a sanctimonious twat, self-satisfied prick. Like he is the worst. The worst. The worst human being I've ever had this pleasure to witness. He's awful on my television. Awful. Ugh. So anyway, they're staring daggers at each other, and the door opens, and Georgia walks in, and, and she's like acting normally, but then she sees them in a standoff, and she like, like notices like, the atmosphere. What's going on? <laughs> and Billy's like, difference of opinion, and Ali's eyes are kind of watering, like she's really hurt. Yeah. Um. And Georgia's like, uh, Billy, uh, come, come on, on. <laughs> like stop this. Um. And then Richard and Lynn come in, and Richard's like, Hey guys, glad you're all here. Good news. Lynn's decided to come aboard as counsel. And there's like this noise, like something's been knocked over, like cuts oh, or something. Oh, I think I think Elaine is supposed to have dropped something outside right, I was the like, office. That wasn't clear what that no, was referring I, I to, think, like I whether th it's real, yeah. like a sound effect. No, like, I, I think it's tell. supposed to denote shock from Elaine outside well, the office. Okay, well then Georgia was like, you, you, "You're hiring her," and she just points at Ling, and I was like, "That's Unacceptable. so fucking rude." Unacceptable. And Ling <laughs> just growls at them, and Rich is like, "Yes." And George's like, Richard, how can you hire her to work here? And Richard just looks embarrassed and he's like, uh, uh, she licked my finger. <laughs> and then Lynn looks really smug. And this is like where I throw in my objection. Okay. Because I'm sorry, but this is basically akin to, well, she slept with me, so I'm giving her a job. Like yeah. it's one thing to do it, but to like admit it like there's no problem and we're supposed yeah. to laugh at it like, yeah. oh Richard, you, yeah. you know, oh one lick of your finger and she's got you wraps around it, yeah. like, oh yeah. and I'm like, no. Yeah. No, Richard. No. no. But also Ling, no. Yeah, like, well both of them no. But this is the like uh and this is part of the problematic nature of the character of Ling. Yeah. Is that um it, she's that nineties that 90s feminism of like uh, using my sex as a weapon against the men to control the dumb to climb the patriarchy yeah, yeah, yeah like it's just like it's so like uh, yeah like ugh, eye roll so yeah and then Richard just goes I'm human asset firm bygones and then he like leaves the room and Georgia looks annoyed and Ling narrows her eyes at Georgia and Billy looks at Ali and Ali just still has these really watery eyes. Everyone like, is everything glaring at everyone. But yeah, ultimately, like, Ling and Richard is just a whole problematic uh, 
situation in a workplace. Um, and I don't have a problem with workplace dating at all. I also don't have a problem with bosses dating people they work with. It's just how it's handled. And yeah, it's handled terribly, wrongly, terribly, and extremely dangerously. Well, it, it, it's treated like, but as we've said before. Like, Richard's whole reason for having a company is because he just wants to continue the college experience. And he continues to be just like a frat boy. Yeah. Thinking he's in his... Yeah. his uh... What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just realised I said yeah into my coffee cup and I was like, no one's going to hear that. <laughs> and like, yeah, in a frat house. Like, that, he's, that is all he is. He's a frat boy in a frat house. Except he's not and well, he doesn't. Well, more like a twat boy in a twat house. <laughs> human shit steak. <laughs> he's just he's he's a disaster in the camp reach <laughs> totally within character that he's doing this so okay so <sighs> next scene we are back at the um big trial that john and nell are doing um and there's a man on the stand being questioned by like lawyer one let's put it from the opposing side um and the man's like oh yes it seems ridiculous but you try to run a big company these days and i'm like um no that's not a defense you're trying and you're getting paid the big bucks so do it right like (laughs) yes running a company is hard but that's why you get paid all of the money so like fuck's sake and the lawyer's like, well, you seem frustrated. And the man's like, we are frustrated. Sexual harassment used to be quid pro quo. Then it became hostile work environment, which we thought meant systemic. Now even single incidents can give rise to lawsuits. And I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> I mean, I think this whole case is like massively weird. and what? Skates all over the place. Yeah. Uh, in he, regards to this stuff. This guy is not coming across well. And he's no. like, and since the liability runs to the employer, we have to set rules to prevent atmospheres which could foster any incidents even one and the lawyer's like okay well how does this date and tell policy work and the guy goes it basically allows us to be proactive i'm not going to kid anybody here it's not that we care about the employees we worry about getting sued it's the law that's perverse our policy is a byproduct and i was like this is like the hr policy equivalent of like we can't even talk to women anymore Completely. It's so funny, actually, like, how in relation to, like, like, this is the kind of stuff people were saying off the back of me, too. Yeah. Like, it just, it's so, it's hysterical that this is, like, being talked about in a show from 99. Yeah. They're just like, well, we just have to have a zero tolerance on any kind of anything yeah like all those terms that brought in the like rules about well you can't invite women to like post-work dinners in case they get the wrong idea yeah completely no how about you don't be fucking predatory creeps creeps, (laughs) then everything's fine that's all we're asking yeah (laughs) oh anyway nell crosses and she's like does the law preclude two employees hugging each other hello or goodbye and the man's like no. And she's like, but your policy does. And he's like, yes, because we have no way of knowing whether the hugs are welcome or not. <laughs> okay. And now it's like, does the law preclude two people talking about sexual activity? And the man's like, well, when it amounts to harassment, yes, it does. And she says, 
does your policy wait for it to amount to harassment? And he says, no, as a prophylactic, we cut off all sex talk, period. The line is so easily crossed, we feel an absolute ban makes sense. And I was like, <laughs> well, anyone reading the Ken Starr report would be sanctioned. And for anyone who doesn't know, the Ken Starr report is the report about the Clinton scandal. Oh, okay. So she's like, anyone reading that would be sanctioned. And he's like, well, that's an easy one. And I was like, but that was national news. If people talk about Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, they run afoul of your sexual harassment policy. And the guy's like, as silly as it sounds, conversation about national news can amount to sexual harassment under today's laws. And Nell's like, and if it means being silly to safeguard against liability, you'll be silly. And the boss looks like proper stumped. Like, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, stupid is as stupid does. Uh, so the <laughs> elevator arrives at Cajun Fish and Nell and John have stepped out and they cross over um, each other, like their paths cross and they go in opposite directions into the office somewhere. Yeah. And the camera follows John and he comes across Georgia, Billy and Ali kind of standing in a group. And Georgia's like, John, can we steal a minute? And John's like, well, actually I have... And Ali just grabs him by the tie and yanks him off. Yeah. Like, yanks him off. <laughs> yanks him off, pulls him off whatever (laughs) and Ali's like one second and like in an office they've cornered John yeah and Billy's like so he didn't even clear it with you and John's like no but I usually defer to Richard on hiring anyway and George is like George is like John this is a woman who practiced law for about three months a woman he wants to have sex with a woman who on a tender day rises to the level of vicious how can she work in this firm and I was like she would get fit in pretty well pretty well yeah <laughs> um, and Ali's like well at least Nell is a good lawyer despite all her her hair <laughs> like one what the fuck two you've just seen Ling you're the one who's seen Ling work the most yeah. last week uh, last episode and she was really Brilliant. good yeah so where that what the fuck <sighs> that is about I don't know and John's like well Ling did make law review she's certainly not stupid and Billy's like John and I was like what, Billy? What? <laughs> and John's like, what do you want from me? And Billy's like, we want you to tell Richard no. You're an equal partner. And John's like, I won't tell him no. And Billy's like, come on, John. At some point, you can stand up and assert yourself. And John's like, I'm standing up now. To you. <laughs> yes, John! <laughs> like, who do these fucking idiots think they are? But especially Billy. Like, he's especially being like, oh, John, you need to start standing up for yourself. Like, go stand, go stand up to Richard. And it's like he's like, I don't want to. St- I'm fine. I don't disagree I don't, with I don't this need firing. to stand up to it. I do need to stand up to you though. Yeah. Like you're being a bully. <laughs> like how dare he make out like John wouldn't stand up to Richard if he needed to? He would. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely think he would. And I agree that perhaps someone needs to have a word with Richard about the hiring of Ling for other reasons. Yes. But not because these three bozos just don't like her. This is it. This is it. So shall we go through yeah. the rest of the thing? Yeah. So Richard is at the door. Um, he's seen them all um, talking and they haven't noticed him approach. And he comes up to them and he's like, look, she's of counsel. She only gets paid on cases she brings in. And Billy's like, do you really think that? And Richard's like, you want to let me finish, Billy? <laughs> she basically wants to supervise the legal infrastructure handling her corporate ventures which are substantial. This will bring in a lot of business for the firm. It'll be good for all of us. And Rick, Billy's like, but mostly you. And Richard's like, here's a flash, Billy. It's my firm. <laughs> and I was like, don't get me wrong. 
wrong. I have issues with Richard Hyman. Yeah, this but is Billy can get back in his fucking box. Yeah, they all can. <laughs> well, this is it. So we we can't, like we said, we can't pretend that the hiring of Ling is not unproblematic. Um, because yeah, like we've said before, is it's all a bit you know weird wrong. and wrong, but. Like, this whole scene is gross. Like, three white people yeah. demanding the woman of colour not be hired. Yeah. Like, and... and Actually, they, I didn't even think about that reading and, it, but and yeah. And they, sure. they don't know how good a lawyer she is, other than... Allie. And Ali's the one that talks about Nell being at least a good lawyer. I can't believe she's the one that makes that point. Yeah, but the... The one reason that is loud and clear, like the the main reason, the root of their outrage yeah. is they just don't like her. Yeah. They just don't like her. Yeah. And that's it. And it's just like, th- that's the real reason you object to this. And it's, that's it's not a valid atrocious. Yeah. Like you don't. And to then go and try and like bully John yeah. into like doing Thinking something about it. Thinking you can it. strong arm him I'm like, into. No, John's stronger than all of you idiots. Yeah. And it's fuck just like, off. this is, uh, if you don't like it, fuck off. Yeah. Like, which is what Richard effectively, Good for Richard. you know, goes, yeah. it's my firm. Yeah. Like, which... You don't like it, go somewhere else. I mean, it's one of those things where Richard pulls that out. Like, he is a bit of a, a baby. He's a baby himself. Like, oh, in, sure. in terms of, like, whenever anyone has a problem with anything, he's like, I'm boss. Like, fucking yeah. suck it up. Like... Which is That's not, not always away. the great answer to things. No, it's not. But here, I was like, please. In, in regards it. to the way Billy is acting, I'm like happy to let him, you know, put it as plainly and as bluntly as that. Like, yeah. uh, it was nice to see Billy get shot down yeah. by John and then Always Richard. happy to see Billy get shot down. <laughs> so, then we have Callie and uh, Mr. Close in John's office. We haven't actually had his name yet, but I think it's Steve, question mark. (laughs) Um, But they're in John's office with Nell and John, and they, um, Nell is kind of putting it to them that perhaps they want to settle. And and Callie's like, settle? And Nell's like, Callie, we're losing. And John is like raking sand in some sort of miniature feng shui office like to be a thing pebble isn't it? garden oh, yeah isn't it? um but yeah he's, he's doing that and Nell's continuing like they've put the law on trial and to me it's been very effective and I'm like has it now but anyway um, and Callie's like but they fired us for dating nothing to do with job performance and Nell's like but they've established the law as the villain and themselves as the victims and Callie's like we're the victims and Steve goes I worked six years there. I saved enough money to finally buy a house, which I have since lost because I couldn't make the payments. I hear the giggles in that courtroom about this silly little trial. It's not so damn funny to me. And I was like, I know. And he's like, six years I gave them. They prioritised some ridiculous corporate policy. And John's like, we'll fight this fight. But I need you to know, we don't feel continent. Uh, confident. <laughs> <laughs> and then he stutters and he hums and he ends on poop, uh, pop, poppy, poppy field. <laughs> and now just smiles and John just looks really embarrassed. Um, oh so God. things not going particularly well in that case. No. Um, so then we have Ali in the unisex um, drying her hands with a paper towel and Billy comes in and storms next to her looking at her in the mirror. He's like, look, I'm sorry I lost my temper, but I was upset. It is nothing personal. And Ali's like, 
good. Nothing personal. That's just the way I want it. And she goes to leave and Billy just grabs her arm and she's like, Billy, take your hand off me now. He's like, we need to go someplace and talk. And Ali's like, you are not my boss. I am not under you. I never will be under you. And they are very close. Yes. And Billy's like, you want to be under the ring? Because that's what's about to happen. If she has all of her corporate ventures, she'll come in effect our biggest client. In effect, our boss. And Ali's like, talk to Richard. And Billy goes, she's already got Richard and John and Nell. It's you, me, and, and, and. And Ali's like, Georgia. And Billy's like, Georgia. Like, he's like, oh yeah, Georgia. I forgot who And he's like, was. the balance of power is changing, Ali. We need to go someplace and talk. <laughs> I'm just like, Billy sounds batshit insane. <laughs> 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 he's the balance of power is changing. It's just like, if I was Ali, I'd be like looking up how to section a person like what about now. What power did he think he had before that Ling and Nell are going to take away? Well, it's always, uh, you know, whatever. Um, I think it, it really speaks to like the white male straight experience in yeah. terms of being like, you think, if you think Something's about it. being taken away from Yeah, because if you think about it, before... Like, when when this show started, it yeah. would have been John, Richard and Billy. Yeah. Then Ali joined. Yeah. Then Georgia joined. Yeah. Then Nell and Ling joined. And they're, like, like closer to them as... Yeah. Well, so they're, like, coming between him and, like, yeah, the bosses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So suddenly, these two women have swooped in out of nowhere and have suddenly got more sway over the bosses than, than does. he does. And he's not happy about it. And he it's wants just to like bring Ali and Georgia down with him. <laughs> it's just like, but he just sounds completely batshit insane. He is. That's like, why. It's so fucking funny. Like he's like, let me just get you your tin foil hat, Billy, and we'll go chat, shall oh, we? Don't. So next we have like this overhead shot of Ling and Richard playing Go, um, the Japanese game. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I was like. Checkers? <laughs> no, no, it's Go. Do you know what it reminds me of? Dad tried to teach me how to play Go once when I was like 12 or 13. Oh, really? Um, but the problem is, is it's quite complicated and there's like a book that comes with most sets that you have to like read to understand the rules. Like it's not rules that you can just explain in like a five Easy. minute conversation. Yeah. Um, which is the case with most games. So dad basically was like, we can play Go. This is like the counters and this is the, the, the board. Um, and he was like, but to play it, you'll need to read this book first. And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, reader, I never read the book. <laughs> so who did Dad play Go with? No like, one. Just himself. <laughs> well, he'd had it for years. It was like an old set um, oh. from like the 70s or something that he that. has never been able to convince anyone to play with him. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and I was just like, yeah, dad just once tried to convince me to play Go and I was like, this is too much effort. But he never tried with me. He must have been like, well, it didn't work well on Laura Jane. Well, if I can't read a book, I'm certainly not going to. <laughs> but I don't understand that because you were more into chess than I was. I fucking hate chess so boring yeah no it is a bit weird yeah so I would have thought that he would be like well maybe Eleanor will enjoy this game (laughs) definitely never tried to introduce that to me well there you go that's what it is Um, 
He yeah. was so heartbroken by <laughs> your refusal to read the book. She was like, like, never again. <laughs> never again will I put game. my heart on the line <laughs> only to have a child of mine <laughs> crush my dream. But it's like, it shouldn't be that hard. To play, to a, play game. a game and pick up the <laughs> concepts of a game. I shouldn't have to read a book. That's my fault. Like a simple instruction manual, fine. But not homework. But not like, a book. like it was a big book. Anyway. Um, so that's what they're playing. They've obviously both read the book. Ling's um, like, I'm sorry if you're taking flack. And Richard says, Ling, I do believe it's good for the firm, otherwise I wouldn't have hired you, notwithstanding the fact that I'd do almost anything to introduce my penis to you. If the others are mean to you, let me know and I'll deal with it. And Ling goes, Richard, have you ever had a hair tickle? And Richard just drops the go pebbles. Um, and Richard's like, I beg your pardon. And Ling's like, I give great hair. <laughs> I give great parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She gives great hair. And I was like, oh, here we go. The yeah, exotic, geisha. mysterious temptress from the Orient yeah. trope again. Yeah. Um, and Rich is like, Ling, I don't know what you mean, though I am getting aroused. And Ling's like, that big hair blonde thing never caressed you with her hair. And Rich is like, if she did, it must be one of those memories I've sealed away. And Ling's like, well, maybe tomorrow I'll give you a little treat. And Rich is like, is there any particular problem with, you know, now and Ling's like I need a candle and Richard's like I've got one see for yourself and Ling's like ha 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 funny boy tomorrow <laughs> it's just okay alright <laughs> we got some weird sex thing from Ling again so we're now at a restaurant and Billy and Ali are at a table in the window having this really an- animated discussion and I was like if it's you Ali and, and, and Georgia. Where the fuck is Georgia in this political strategy yes, meeting? I know. I know. I know. Let's Fucking get hell. through the scene and then we will talk. Okay, so Billy's like, well, we've got two senior partners basically in the respective palms of Ling and Nell. And Ali's like, come on, Billy. I'll be the first to admit I prejudge Nell. She's a decent person. And this I was like, finally someone said It's like that someone has, like, made this acknowledgement. Like, which is... Thank God. Astonishing. Astonishing. I nearly fell off Incredible my chair. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Shook us. Um, so then Billy says, I'm not saying there's some evil conspiracy, but Ling upsets the balance to the extent that her business squeezes out old business. I'm like, does it? Like, can mm. you not just get what more lawyers? To- <laughs> well, yeah, even if it does, and there's like more business than there is lawyers, then you just hire more lawyers. Like, that means you're you being successful. the growth of the firm. Yeah, like... This is what success looks like. <laughs> anyway, he's like, and Ali, if she becomes in charge, she'll be able to trump Richard and John. And Ali's like, so what do we do? And Billy's like really panicked. And he's like, I don't know, but we're about to lose everything. <laughs> and Ali's like, and she says this really slowly as though she's talking to like a psychiatric patient. <laughs> she's like, I think you're overreacting. <laughs> And Billy just sighs and like throws his mouth. Like having an existential crisis. <laughs> he really is. He's like, sigh, duck. <laughs> and Annie's like, Billy, what's wrong? And then she's disgusted and she's like, oh God, you're not going to tell me you're dying or something. And Billy's like, I can't. And Annie's like, Billy, what's going on? And Billy's like, Remember how we said Whatever we become, we can't be anything but truthful with each other. Uh, yeah. I, uh, 
I see you with Greg, when I see you, I love Georgia. And I've been able to do a damn good job of denying the... never love anybody like I loved and still love you. When I saw you two kissing this morning, my insides just screamed. I can't keep it from myself anymore. And then Ali's really stern, yeah, but quiet. And she's like, I think you should have. And then Vonda starts playing A Hundred Tears Away, yeah. the song we've heard a million times. And she says, I'm going to go. And Billy's like, Ali. And she's like, no, 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 no. That was a little too much truth, Billy. Yeah. And I'm like, what a fucking cut! I just... So then she just leaves the restaurant and literally starts running away. And I'm just like, I'm just like, good instincts, Ali, on like running, legging it. Like her coat's not even on properly, it's half on, and she's just like, she's like <laughs> running down the street. It's like that broad girl's like gif of the woman coming around the corner, like, <laughs> broad city, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone she's clearly over the moon with and has a future with and who is great for her, he swoops in with this fucking shit. Yeah, but like, what a yeah, fucking cunt. This is classic Billy. Like, Billy only can't contain his love for Ali when she's falling in love with someone, uh, you know, another man. Ah! Like, and it's just like, he simply can't hold it in when she isn't pining after him 24 7. But like, like you said at the beginning, I'm like, I do kind of think, what did Ali expect? He's insisted that they go to dinner to apparently talk about work. Politics, But yeah. without Georgia. Like, when this talk would definitely involve Georgia. Yeah. So, uh, it's so obvious yeah. that he did not want to talk about work. Yeah. That this was about this something else. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, like, I, I don't know why Ali didn't see this cu coming, like, a mile off. Yeah. Like, and if I was Ali, I'd be like, well, what about Georgia? Is Georgia coming? Yeah. Like, should we wait, wait she's until free. she's free? Yeah. Like, because where is she? Like, yeah. how, what's she eating? What, yeah. Where, where is she having her dinner tonight? Yeah. Like, what have you told your wife? Nobody's thought about Georgia's nutrition. <laughs> what's she eating? Like, Billy, get in the fucking bin. Like, <laughs> get back in your box and get in the bin. <laughs> double, <laughs> double barriers. I'm just like, I mean, like, here's the solution, Billy. Just fucking leave. Fuck off. Like, then you don't have to see Ali falling yeah. in love with someone else. Yeah. And you won't have the utter indignity of working underling. Like, underling. <laughs> Being an underling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, like th there's your solution. I know. There, there you go. I know. Like, so I'm fuck so off. angry. I'm so angry with him. Like, I was shaking with rage when I saw this. Yeah, no, I was just like... <laughs> I was, I was, you know, like this. 
<laughs> like Paddington Bear stare, like I was just like at the screen, like hmm. <laughs> How dare like, ah! you? <laughs> so Annie is made it back home with Renee and wine because Lord knows we need it. Um, and Renee was like, "What was he suggesting?" And Annie's just like, sound, "She sounds really exhausted, probably from running." Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. And Renee's like, "Did you ask him?" And Annie's like, "Renee, my whole body just clenched. I just had to get out of there." And Renee's like, "Now wait, wait." you guys tell each other all the time you still love each other. You have your little hallmark moment and Ali's like, this wasn't that, it was more. And Renee's like, well, how do you feel? And Ali's like, besides numb? And Renee's like, yeah, besides numb. And Ali's like, I think I'd like to kill him. And I was like, I'll hand you the knife. <laughs> I'll help you bury the body. <laughs> Just do it already. Do it! <laughs> for you, for Georgia. For everyone! <laughs> but I was like, I've been alone a long time and it's been quality time loneliness. And now, when I finally find somebody, he... This was a selfish thing for him to do. And I'm like, thank God you recognise that for what it is. Yeah. But Renee says, Ali, you're telling me what you think. How do you feel? And I was like, Renee, even if I knew my feelings, the last thing I'd do is let myself trust them. And Renee's like, okay, well, let's start with Greg. Quick, off the top of your head. Heg? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, off the top of your head. How do you feel about Greg? And she's like, love him. And Renee's like, what about Billy? And Ali's like, love him. Uh. <laughs> so I'm just like, so how, despite but knowing... Anyone love Billy? No, but despite knowing what he is doing, like, how can she fall for this again? Like he is I don't very think he's falling much for it. I just think she has always loved Billy, and she can't. Well, she's loved the former idea of Billy that she attached to him when they were together the first time, mm. and she can't let go of that. That's the problem. But he is very much Not trying to wreck your relationship oh, with Greg. Yeah. And you can see that that is what he's Plus, doing. he's not and that you're person. fucking letting him. She's found out since, all the evidence since she's yeah, connected with him again. Is is that he is not this He was never person. that person. Yeah. Never. He was always an asshole. She yeah. just didn't see it at the time. Yeah. So it's like, you have to... Therefore, for me, if it was me, I'd be like, well, that memory is not what I thought it was. And so I cannot have those feelings anymore. Yeah. Well, just like, but not not even like you can't have those feelings anymore. But that person, person, that person is not good for me. No, they're sure. they're not a good person to me. Yeah, and therefore, despite residue, you know, nostalgic Ugh, feelings residue. of love, like I, I have to be like logical about this. Yeah. Like, and I, do, you know, it, it's it, like. I just think following your feelings about something isn't always the right the thing right to thing do. do. Yeah. Like it isn't it isn't the But I feel like most people learn this when they're like really young. Like after their first well maybe she is still really young, I suppose. She's only she's not even thirty yet. But I'm just thinking like I feel like I learned this lesson like in my thir- early twenties, maybe mid twenties. Mm. I guess that's what she is. Yeah, I guess. I, I think I think some people just never learn it. Yeah, maybe. I maybe. do think people, there are loads of people who are just idiots when yeah. it comes to relationships. 
will use it as an excuse to act like an idiot. Yeah, least. like I can't control my feelings, and I'm like, therefore you can. <laughs> I cannot control my actions. Yeah, and it's like, no, you can. Yeah, you definitely can. Yeah, like I'm not saying it's easy, but you, you know, you can work out what is right for you and what is wrong yeah. for you. Yeah, you can know when someone is a good effect on your life and when they're not. Yeah, and I just, I, I don't know, I don't know. It's just. I mean, fundamentally, when you break it down, I'm like, Greg's right there. Yeah. How? How is being this nothing even, but wonderful? How is this even like a decision? A decision? That you need to make. Yeah. Like, go back to this shit show, or continue your lovely romantic time with lovely romantic Greg. <sighs> like, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get so, it. Next scene. John and Nell are fighting through a scrum of reporters at the courthouse um, and they're like clamouring for them and they kind of make it into the ante room um, where all the other lawyers are from the opposing side and she's like, uh, Nell's like, sorry we're late and uh, the press is, and one of the lawyers is like, yes, notoriety can be a curse sometimes. And Nell's like, for 75 apiece we can all be done. And the lawyers just sit there like smirking and she's like, no response. And the head lawyer is like, what were you expecting? Laughter. And John's like, well, you think you've beaten us? And the lawyer's like, not only have we made our case, I think you've made our case. And John says, well, my grandfather would often say, I dare not presume to assert for fear I may be in error. And I'm like, is this like lawyer speak for (laughs) assuming makes an ass of you and me? Um, But the lawyer's like, well, perhaps you should have let him first chair. And John's like, after they read that verdict, let's just be sure to make eye contact. And Nell's like, let's go. And they pick up their stuff and they leave the room. Um, So at Cajun Fish, Nell and John come out of the elevator. And Nell's like, we haven't got a chance if you don't close big, John. And John's like, I know. And Nell's like, there must be some way to squeeze some... And as they're walking, they run into Richard. Yeah. And Richard's like, Nell, John, hey, how's the case going? And before they can even answer, he's like, skip it. John, steal you a second? (laughs) And they kind of move to the side away from Nell. And Richard's like, do you know what it means to uh, get Get hair? (laughs) And John's like, I'm sorry. And Richard's like, Ling does this hair tickle thing. It's not why I hired her, but do you know what it is? And John's like, no. And Richard's like, um, bugger. I think Billy would know. And John's like, Richard, I have to prepare a rather important closing. And he just leaves. And Richard to himself is like, bugger. (laughs) I'm really enjoying this adopting of British slang. Um, So Ali is in her office uh, working question mark <laughs> and there's a knock and Georgia comes in and Georgia's like hey and Ali's like oh Georgia hi how's it going and Georgia goes Billy told me about your little talk and there's this gif moment of Ali's face going black and white as she gets up and she's like he did and Georgia nods and she's like well uh, uh what did he say and Georgia's like just that we may need to form an alliance given Ling's coming to the firm and all the colour like floods yeah. into Ali's face. She starts like she's smiling like, maniacally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's something we could consider. And and Georgia's like, what's wrong? And Ali's like, oh, oh, I don't know. It's all so upsetting. And she goes to lean on her desk, but she like misses and just Pulls tumbles down. to the ground. Yeah. And she says, well, some things don't change. And she then like bangs her elbow on the desk, getting up. Um, and then Greg enters the room and he's like, Ali? And she's like, oh, hey, Greg. What a nice surprise. And Greg's like, surprise? Are we all for lunch? And she's like, oh, is it 
lunchtime already? And she like walks Looking around the Yeah, she walks around the desk to kind of get herself together together. And Georgia just to Greg, she like holds her hands up and she's like, Don't ask me. <laughs> and Greg's like, Are you okay? And she's like, Oh yeah, it's just some office politics. And Greg's like, I missed you last night. Do you realise that was the first night in about three weeks that we didn't see each other? And Ali's like, huh? She's like uh, clearly distracted. And she's like, yeah, tough night. Like, <laughs> And Greg's like, you're really okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And she leans over the desk to like kiss him and like nuzzle his face. But she's clearly elsewhere because we can see when her face is over his shoulder, she's like looking quite thinking about guilty stuff. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which is like, at this point, I am just like, if I was Ali... There's no need to be looking guilty. You haven't, you haven't done, done anything, anything wrong. I know, but Ali always takes everything on. As if but it's just like, if thing. I was Ali at this point, I would have just been like, oh, Greg, sit down. I've got to tell you what happened last night. Yeah, I would have like, shared. Like, this thing happened. Like, how fucking bonkers is that? And I know that he's he's he's, he's just being selfish. Like, he's just yeah. jealous because he can see me falling for you. Yeah. Like, and, you know, then he's in it. Then he knows then then you can both help eat like a greg could Do help it. you yeah like build the boundaries the problem is wants it to go further yeah and i don't know if she's ever going to switch that part uh, off much to our disgust yeah so ali walks into the unisex and she's like massaging her temples and she checks the stools on her hands and knees to which i was like Ugh, i hope that yeah, clean. <laughs> um, and as she's doing that, Billy comes out of one stall behind her. It is really funny. <laughs> and the door kind of smacks her butt and the force of it hits her head into the stall like opposite her. So she's been like hit from pillar to post basically. And Billy's like, oh my God, are you all right? And she's still facing away from him. And she's like, fine, completely fine. Never been better. You. And Billy's like, maybe we could just and she whips around and she's like, talk? No thanks. I don't think talk is always the best thing. And Billy says, Ali, and he puts out his hand to the door, like behind her, to like corner her so yeah. she can't escape. And I was like, fuck off. Yeah, like get away. And I was like, no. And she she's putting her hands up defensively. And I'm like, this is a sign that yeah. you stop whatever it is that you're you doing, man. Off. Like, yeah. you know. Um, and she's like, no, please. And Georgia comes in and she kind of scoffs when she sees them. Like, you'd be with, like, two kids fighting. Yeah. She's like, are you two still mad at each other? Come on, Billy. Leave them alone. It's like, and yeah, Billy, leave her alone. <laughs> and she kind of pulls them away, like, laughing. Like, oh, those two. Um, and Ali... <laughs> Ali just looks really shaken as she kind of goes into the stall yeah. and, like, taps her foot, like, nervously. Um, so it's later in the evening and John is, like barefoot pacing in his office and Nell comes in wearing oh she looks great oh, fashion moment <laughs> yeah she's wearing an unbuttoned man shirt with a white vest top so it's like casual Nell yeah and she's casual got like Nell. this like tumbling like half up half down like curls yeah, and yeah. I was like fuck me she looks absolutely oh, stunning gorgeous like, so stunning like, uh yeah, she's wearing jeans. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Well. She's like, a super cash. Yeah, like, it looks like, she looks like um, 
someone in the movies who's like decorating their house. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know I mean? Although I would probably tie my hair, all my hair up. But yeah, in the movies, you want to look glamorous. Yeah, yeah. You, you'd have her like be maybe yeah, like most of her hair up with like tendrils yeah. and, like falling out. Like that. That's what she looks like. Yeah. She just oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, she sees John and she realizes that he's not got very far at all because she's like. First draft! And John's like, <laughs> I'll be ready. And Nell's like, look, uh, maybe I can get them back up to 100. I know it's a long shot, but... And John's noticed her and she's just, like, staring at her. Yeah. And he's like... And she's like, what? And he goes, you're a beautiful woman, Nell. And I'm like, no shit, form an orderly cue, John. <laughs> well, no, you had your chance getting to the back of the back queue. Of the queue. <laughs> yeah. Um, and John goes, I know it goes without saying, but the law shouldn't require it to go unsaid. And Nell's like, why don't you put that in your closing? And she's, and John's like, an extraordinarily beautiful woman. And, and Nell just like, smiles and leaves. I- I don't know about you, but I thought she looked a bit uncomfortable. Like, oh. it was a bit of an uncomfortable smile. Because I'm just like, great, John. The, the law should protect my ability to, like, opine how attractive women are to their faces, whether they like it or not. Like, so I just weird. like, please. Yeah. Please. please. <laughs> um, so Ali is folding washing at home with Renee, and she's going on and on about, like, to the situation. She's like, tomorrow. Tomorrow has always been my favourite day of the week, but right now, there has never been a tomorrow so scary. I'm falling in love with Greg. He's the greatest guy I could... I could... But when Billy looks at me in a certain way, I feel like we're playing this stupid game, pretending not to be what we both know we are. And Renee's like, which is... And Ali's like, meant for each other. And Renee looks like she's about to throw up. And I was like, we're in these rolling her eyes to the max and I'm just like same oh. same and Ali even goes I know sappy sappy puke sappy but but there's one person for every person and I'm like no you fucking moron that's you not a thing oh an idiot she's like I can't shake what if it's true and Renee goes Ali do you think Billy wants to get back with you and Ali's like I don't know and one of the reasons I don't know is because I won't let myself go there because I'm terrified that the answer could be yes And I'm more terrified that the answer could be no. And Renee says, you said something to me about Matt that keeps ringing in my head. We all want love to come along, yet we apply all these restrictions as to how it should come along. If Billy's the guy, Billy's the guy. I'm just like, Renee, look how that turned out with Matt. This is what Katie and you said back in the Christmas episode. And I knew this would come back. She said that. Mm exactly for this exact she Ali said that to Renee exactly so she for could this echo exact it back. moment yeah and I cannot believe that Renee Renee fell did for it. it yeah like that's terrible but also what happens is as as Renee says that Vonda starts singing yeah a hundred uh, years away go ahead with with different lyrics oh. these are not the normal lyrics these are special lyrics and they are Go ahead and listen. Give in to the voices. <laughs> it's like they are not the lyrics of the song. They're not in the song. But the she's song. adapted that for this moment. They're not in the song. No, the song. they're not in the song. Wow. God. They've got Vonda in on this conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do like, with that. Renee's reality check. Give me a break. Hi guys. It turns out those lyrics are definitely in the song. 
I just did not know the song as well as I thought I did. So just ignore me. Back to the show. Yeah, like this is like the Greek chorus of the show being like, yeah, give, give in to these voices of like, Billy and you are meant to be. And, and it's just like, this is so fucking childish. You're not that young to still believe in shit like there is only one, one person for every person mm-hmm. like don't be so like infantile about this yeah. like it is so immature also given objectively what you know about him now he's a fucking dick yeah like that aside like <laughs> it's just like this is so fucking stupid like you are not a 10 year old girl and yet you constantly work under the logic of 10 year old romance logic like it's just so like you are not a disney princess you are not in a disney film like you need to let this shit go well (laughs) ali then says i couldn't do it to georgia and renee's like you'd be doing georgia a favor and i'm like well that is true And she says, not that she'd see it that way. And then she went, if I had kids, it'd be different. I'd jump on your head. Right now, the mistake you two have made, it can still be corrected. And Ali looks like, she was scared. Like, oh shit, this could happen. Um, I'm just like, Renee, you have really dropped the ball. Well, she's just played right into Ali's, like past Ali's hand. Yeah, yeah, completely. Because Ali said this Mm. when she fed her that bullshit about Matt. Yeah. Completely. Anyway. Shocking. The next day, Ali comes out of the subway as Vonda starts singing Tell Him, but it kind of distorts to a slower speed and then it speeds up and then it slows down and then it speeds up again in time with Ali's like movement. Yeah. She's like getting going. Yeah. Um, which is weird. But then at Cajun Fish, Elaine has Ling in the face bra. She's not seen the face bra for a while. No. Um, and Elaine's sort of demonstrating the features by being like, try laughing, your face won't even move. And Ling's like, I don't laugh weekdays. And Elaine's like, okay, frowning. <laughs> and then Ali arrives and is like, what's going on? And Elaine says, well, Ling's going to produce my infomercial. She has a product line and she's going to take me on. And Ali's like, well, great. And then she walks past and Ling growls at her from like in the face bra. <laughs> and Ali makes it to her office and kicks the door closed. And she turns around taking a swig of coffee. And then she gets really startled because Billy's just there waiting like the creepy fuck he is. <laughs> and because she's been startled, she's managed to get coffee foam like, all over mm, her nose. Yeah. yeah. And Billy says, I'm sorry, I had no right to drop what I dropped on you. And Ali's like, well, this kind of thing always happens when you see me happy with other guys. It always passes. Yeah, so she knows. She knows. She fucking knows what this is. And Billy says, when Richard hired Ling, I immediately sat down and planned my leaving. And that's when it hit me like a bomb. The idea of not seeing you every day. And Ali still has foam on her nose. Yeah. And he's like, I then thought, I'll get help, go for therapy or something. But what am I trying to cure myself of? The best thing I've ever known and as he says that, he, like, brushes the foam off of her nose, like, like he's booping her nose. Like, boop. <laughs> and, and Ali's like, Billy, you're married. And even if you weren't, I'm with somebody else right now. And Billy's like, I'm not trying to talk you into anything. Like, yeah, just of course you're not. You're just trying to manipulate the shit out of everything. You're just trying to wreck Ali's happiness with another man. That's all. 
He says, I just offer all of this by way of explanation of how I could say what I said to you and do what I've done to Georgia by saying it. And Ali's like, Georgia, that's a very good word for us to keep saying over and over. Georgia. And Billy's like, plus you're with somebody. And Ali's like, yeah, plus that. And it's like, I kind of feel, I don't know about Why you. Why is Greg the afterthought here? Yeah, well, I don't, well, I kind of feel like um, Billy used that as a kind of, like, passive aggressive, like, oh, he doesn't really mean that much to you. Yeah, because like, you're not even thinking about it. Because you, you've just, yeah. So, even though she did say it, like, right up top of the conversation. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, you're married, but even if you weren't, I'm with somebody at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Like, and then he's, you know, she's been like, yeah, like, also Georgia, like, this is not good. And he's like, yeah, plus you're with someone, remember? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so passive aggressive and sort of designed to make her feel like, oh, is Greg not in my thoughts as much as he should be if I'm yeah. really into him? Yeah, it's like, a it's dirty so, trick. such a dirty trick. So then we have John doing his closing on the Cobb Company case. Um, and he basically starts by pointing out the fact that he used to date now. <laughs> I, I mean, Which I'm like, this is not a great example. No, and I'm just kind of like, did you ask her permission? Because well, she looks yeah. quite uncomfortable. I know. Um, so he sort of says, uh, see my co-counsel over there. She and I dated. Things didn't work out. And now after, we still have to work side by side. And yes, it can get awkward. But imagine, had I not dated her... I'd have missed out on that flutter I felt in my stomach when I held her hand. I may have tried to suppress the high I got at the first hint of flirtation, the euphoria when I kissed her, the pang of, well, pain when it became clear that it wasn't meant to be. You know, these are life moments that happen. They happen when people interact and it's wonderful. Imagine three quarters of every waking hour is spent at the workplace and their policies are trying to legislate against smiling, hugging, complimenting someone on their attire. They're trying to ban the possibility of finding love there. Have we all gone mad? Do you know how hard it is to find love, period? You take away the workplace, that leaves, well, let's see, bars, parties, the gym, all these other artificial venues where people only reveal the pina colada sides of themselves. You take away meeting someone at work and they'll have you believe, well, hey, that's the law. But the law doesn't say that, ladies and gentlemen. Despite what these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven men claim, the law does not say you can't or shouldn't date people at work. The law merely requires that people behave like adults. Now, their policies assume you can't. They're all about avoiding liability. And I'll tell you, that's sad. When a policy outlaws mistletoe, and I was like, do not start <laughs> on mistletoe. <laughs> he says, when it says dress down, when it says, well, don't say anything you'd be afraid to say in a deposition. Now what's going on here? When I dated my co-counsel, I'd walk over to her sometimes. And I was like, guys, Cajun fish is really not the best thread to be that, yeah, on This here. is it. I'm like, just like, this is not the best example of anything. Like, no. you should not be pulling examples from no. your experience no. at your firm no. because, no. frankly, There's that issues. is a hotbed of inappropriateness and unprofessionalism. Guys, <laughs> but he continues, he says, I'd pretend I was Barry White. I'd maybe move my hips a little. And Barry White kind of starts up with, mm. we got it together now, didn't we? As John, like, wiggles. And then it fades out. And he says, I risk getting rejected, laughed at, 
and it was everything. Of course there's oppression sometimes, there's real harassment and real victims, and when it happens, the guilty should be held accountable. But to ban the flirt and the smile and the date and the possibility of discovering somebody to spend the rest of your life with, say it with me, and everyone goes, silly. <laughs> and the many lawyers like go to object, but the judge interrupts by being like, Mr. Cage, I'm not amused. And John says, well, I apologise, but those people worked hard for that company and they were fired for wanting to keep their private lives private. They lost everything. No, none of us should be amused. <laughs> but, um, okay. But yeah, I, I do, like, I don't know about you, but I did read Nell's face as looking a bit uncomfortable. I have to say I didn't notice her face, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like, yeah. if someone without asking me just suddenly was like... Like I dated her. <laughs> if Ross and I were like lawyers yeah. and like we'd gone to like argue a case when yeah. we were first dating yeah. and Ross was like, so I dated that woman, it was great. Uh, yeah, we had sex and uh, yeah, and blah, blah, blah. And Continue it's like, to work. guys, no. Yeah. Especially as it's not a great example it's of how to do things. It's a terrible example of how to do things. So the opposing counsel closes and he's like, it would be nice if we could just trust adults at the workplace to behave like adults. And if we could, we wouldn't have these laws. Just like it would be good if we could trust all people to drive safely on the road. I mean, their lives are at stake, you'd think they would, but they don't. So we start making rules, we put up stop signs, and even when there's not another car for miles, when you come to a stop sign, you have to stop. How silly is that? <laughs> <laughs> but in the larger scheme, <laughs> this just reminds me of when <laughs> went the wrong way around the road. <laughs> God, <laughs> what a moron. But in the larger schemes, lives are saved by these rules. The same principles are at work with sexual harassment policies. Since it is so very difficult to know where the lines are being crossed, we draw bigger and bolder lines way inside of the boundaries of what would appear to be common sense. No doubt these rules seem crazy, but when you're one of those companies paying millions and millions of dollars in judgment, suddenly they do make sense. And if you don't like it, don't work there go somewhere else. The plaintiffs chose to work at Cobb Company with full knowledge of the rules. They just broke them. And the John interrupts going, Your Honour, I forgot to mention in my closing that if a rule is capricious in nature, one shouldn't be expected to follow it. Yeah, I meant to say that, but I forgot. And the judge is like, thank you, counsel, like unamused. Yeah. I mean... No, that would not <laughs> be allowed. Yeah. No. And the opposing counsel goes, and if one thought a rule to be capricious, his course of action could be either to not work there or try to affect change. They did neither. They just flat out violated the policy and got caught. And now they're asking you to assume that adults will behave like adults. Which I think is a good point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of things to go into. This yes. is retrial territory. Yeah, completely. So we'll come back to this. Um, so Ali is in her office wearing massive headphones listening to the song <laughs> Georgia by Boz Gags and she's like singing along. So, like she's not even trying to be subtle. She's like, Georgia! I know. Like, what? And Georgia, of course, hearing her name, would have come in. Um, she comes to the door to knock at it, but it's ajar. So she just peeks in and sees Ali like singing her name at the top of her voice. And Ali sees her and Georgia just sort of cocks her head like, huh? And Ali's like scrambling to take off the headphones and she's like Georgia and she's like Ali and Ali's like what I mean oh hi hi Georgia and Georgia's like what are you doing and she's like oh I just listen to Boz Skaggs I just love him don't you Boz Skaggs you know next to Ray Charles he's love him 
And Georgia just like rolls her eyes at her and leaves. And she's like, <laughs> like, you're being weird. You're being weird. <laughs> so back at the courthouse, the jury's back and they found on the charge of wrongful termination in favour of the plaintiffs. Um, and the John and Nell look sort of quietly shocked and John stutters Poughkeepsie and they are ordering the defendants to pay damages in the amount of £942,000. Yeah. And everyone's like open mouthed and all the lawyers are like shaking their heads in unison yes. like, oh God. Um, so then Nell and John hug and they congratulate their clients and John stops like, the head lawyer of the opposing side, like lawyer one, to shake his hand. And then he waves at them both with both <laughs> hands in like a little dance. And then he kind of stops himself, which I thought was funny. So they've won. They've won. Right? Back at Cajun Fish, Elaine's getting the news on the phone and she kind of tells a passing Georgia, like, they won, they won. And Georgia's like, you're kidding. Um, and she's like, the press is calling, they want a quote. Um, and then Richard is on the other side of the phone saying, well, just tell them justice is never more sweet than when you get it on one third contingency. And then we see um, the camera's on Richard, who's on the other side of the phone, and we see a candle come into view in front of Richard. And Ling is off camera going, it's time, Richard. And Richard's like, Elaine, I'll talk later. Something's a uh, come up. And he hangs up. <laughs> and roll. Ling is there hair down in a leopard print black marabou trim baby doll lingerie set <laughs> that looks very kind of Anne Summers and I think yeah. the closest thing in America is probably Fredericks of Hollywood okay. um, with a lit candle and she's like dripping the wax onto a silver plate and Richard's in like this Hugh Hefner style like silk robe <laughs> and Richard's like oh that looks uh, dangerous and things like lie back and Richard lies back and Ling straddles him and Vonda starts up singing Mustang Sally. Yeah. And Ling puts a cushion under his head and she sort of ruffles her leopard print baby doll and she takes his watch off and puts it on her arm, like, all the way up. And she pins his arms with her legs and pulls his robe over his shoulders so that his chest is exposed. And, like, this is, like, describing soft porn. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm basically just <laughs> describing soft porn. So she rubs his chest and she lifts the candle and she waves it over his chest. And Richard is really mesmerised, but he also looks kind of nervous. Because he's like, bling, hot wax. And she's like, one ceremonial drop. Ceremonial. I'm like, like what is this? <laughs> and then she's like, they're nothing but hair. Lie. And this she, is not a real ceremony. She's like, she pushes him back gently with one hand as she tips the candle like horizontal over his chest with... Um, with another hand um, and I'm like what has this got to do with hair like this candle is not necessary you, like, uh, like surely you're going to get wax in your hair like, I don't well it'll dry I don't, mean, I don't, I know. don't know so Just a couple silly. of drops drop off the candle onto Richard and she leans over Richard with her face to his and instead of kissing him she tosses her hair like over her head and moves down his body so her hair like dries her like, down yeah behind her and head. the scene fades out yeah <sighs> I just really don't enjoy describing soft porn on a podcast. <laughs> Which, yeah. Can we stop this? <laughs> like, just for that. Well, I mean, I suppose from now on we can just be like, Ling does geisha shit. <laughs> yeah, Ling does geisha shit. Um, so then Ali is on at her desk on the phone to Greg back in the office um, and asking if he wants to meet her at the bar because she's nearly done with work and um, they arrange to meet for dinner in about 45 minutes um, and she hangs up and Billy is in his coat 
standing in the doorway like the harbinger of doom that he is. <laughs> and he's like, big date, huh? And Ali's like, I really like him, Billy. And Billy's like, I guess that's good. And Ali's like, yeah, for both of us. And he's like, yeah. And Ali gets up and walks to her coat. But then teasingly, and I've got a note that says, this is definitely flirting, yeah. for fuck's sake. She says, I'll walk you out if you promise to behave yourself on the elevator. And then with this smug fucking smile, Billy's like, I'll try. And I'm like, no, what is this? Uh, no, 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 no. Cut so it out. Ali puts her coat on and she's like, did you work late hoping I might too? And Billy's like, I don't think so. On the other hand, I can't deny I'm here. And Ali's like, but going. And Ali walks out with her head down and I guess she's assuming that Billy's going to walk too, but he doesn't so she just kind of ends up walking really close to him and Billy goes what happened and she's like you tell me and Billy's like I just never figured you could meet the person of your dreams at age eight and then Bonda starts up with you belong to me as Billy shuts the door behind him and they look at each other and they move closer and he goes in for a kiss <laughs> Awful. Oh god, this is worse than the mistletoe! <laughs> it's a whole fucking montage of them kissing and dancing to You Belong to Me. They have a really good fucking makeout session and they dance to the special music in their fucking heads like the special unicorns that oh. fell in love when they were eight years old. Like, who the hell just, do they think they are? Like, I just, it's awful. It's just awful. And it's not just one kiss. It's not like they just have one kiss and that's that. Like, no, 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 it's a whole it session. It is a whole make-out session. And it's just... Their coach dropped to the floor. Yes, their coats did drop to the floor. <laughs> but they, like, they just keep kissing. And then a tear, like, falls poignantly from Ali's eye and they're holding hands and they just keep kissing and then then we see Ali like walking home alone wistfully but like my note at the end of the episode is fuck 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 no I just, you know that like meme of the cat going no no, hated it hated it hated it I hate everything about this awful <gasps> awful awful Ugh, I don't even gross. know where to go from here. Gross. I, I suggest the toilet to vomit. Purge. <laughs> I'm really not happy. It's terrible. I really hate it. And, that's, way, and that's how the episode ends. Yeah, that's it. That's the end. And that's I it. just feel like the episode was like... I feel like they were trying to portray it in like, yes, it's wrong, but is it? Or is it just so right? Are they just Next. tragic? to be like star-crossed lovers and i'm like no they're not and it's just like they're really you, not like the, the show really loves to portray them as like romeo and juliet like the tragic thing that should have happened but yeah can't because life got in the way because life got in the way and i know it like, can't no. happen because billy's a dick who left ali yeah because he got and, a whiff of another pretty girl and ali herself is also a dick <laughs> like i like maybe they do belong together like Ooh. maybe we've been reading this wrong the entire maybe. time I don't know. maybe they deserve each other like i just it's just awful yeah. it's terrible it's terrible retrial cloves and horn versus cob company 
Yeah, it's a weird one because I don't know about you, but by the time, because the thing is they got fired for not telling the company that they were dating. Well, they, they didn't... didn't want to have to sign this stupid love contract thing. Like they found the concepts of that yeah demoralizing the meaning is what they said yeah uh, which i'm not i don't sure i get why that is like i'm i'm just a little bit like i don't know about you but i do work at a company where you do have to disclose if you are in a relationship or not right because i don't know whether you have to sign anything yeah um but but you do have to disclose if you are in a relationship um whether that be um romantic or familial like if you are a family member is working like you have to say because the company needs to yeah it's a conflict of interest they need to keep an eye that no one's being uh promoted when they shouldn't be say if like because at the company i work at like uh in in my department there's um there's uh, a father and son and there used to be a, a son and mother that used to work at, yeah. like uh, and it's just like making sure that no one's being put in a position of power yeah. over the other they're all yeah, put, yeah, like yeah, in yeah. separate teams yeah, so yeah. that it's not gonna like that needs to be kept an eye on yeah and I think that's true of romantic relationships yeah. too yeah um, and I think that's sensible because I think you protect yourself, you protect your partner, you protect, the, yeah. and the company is protected. Yeah. Um, my only thing with, say, a romantic, um, like, relationship, I'm like, but when would it be that you told the yeah. company that you're in it? Like, would it yeah. be before you go on your first date? Would it be after your first date? Yeah. Would it be first month? second month yeah. like at what point yeah does it's does just this a very feel... gray area it is, yeah um and i just didn't like their defense where they were like well, we don't give a shit about the employees we just don't want to get sued and it was like you know every like nobody can talk about the news because it's inappropriate yeah and see it's like, i think it then what? started skating into this thing of like well let's discuss your other work policies like yeah. around this stuff and it is like yeah, this company has gone like bonkers. Way too far. Like, in and it terms was like of the trying HR to protect themselves. Policy equivalent of being like, well, we can't, we, clearly, we can't trust anyone to not be a dick, so we have to legislate. For yeah, it. like, we can't, uh, no, no man allowed in a room alone with a woman. Like, yeah, yeah like, that kind of felt like that restricted yeah. and that mad. Yeah. Like, uh, Which never was take a ridiculous. meeting. Never take a meeting yeah. if you are a man with a woman by yeah. herself like yeah. everyone needs a witness all times like, and that is silly. like that that felt like that's how uh yeah stifling their their policy was yeah. which does sound insane yeah. and completely nonsensical yeah. like but the yeah the actual the reason they were fired i'm just like I don't understand why I was like, maybe it's because when I started work, these kinds of policies were kind of standard in the places that I've Possibly. worked. I so think it, it doesn't feel weird or... No, and I or, don't think that that is necessarily that out of the ordinary, but I do no. think it's an extreme reaction to fire them. Yes. 
for infringing that policy because there are plenty of unless HR policies. Could, unless that, you could prove that they've used this situation which to Which that didn't come into it. They weren't something. saying that's exactly yeah. what they were saying. It, it had nothing to do with our jobs. It was just because yeah. we violated if, the policy. If, if they if they turn around and go, you were in a relationship and you didn't tell us and then this you have promoted yeah. him. Yeah. Like when there were other like we can see that your relationship like there's a direct impact on business related professional exactly. yeah exactly but there was none of that it was just you've infringed on this policy so you would kicked out which i think is a extreme yes that is i'd agree with that and b um i don't think that's a fair use of that policy no no um so i if i had been fired for one of those policies i probably would want to sue as well because i'm like that's unfair dismissal yeah no i agree with that because you just because something's a policy doesn't matter doesn't mean that an infringement of it is an automatic firing firing offense. well i mean some policies yes yeah but not all of them no but like I mean, there are dress code policies but if someone wore like trainers when they weren't supposed to you wouldn't fire them. fire them no you'd, you'd, you'd have a, a conversation or you'd, yeah. you know yeah, you'd have a conversation about it. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So I I feel it's strange that they felt like their policy to disclose a relationship was, like, demeaning and, and an invasion of privacy. Yeah. Because I feel like, no, that's the company being sensible yeah. in regards to uh, protecting because... yourself and the company i think it's because when you dug into the company's policies a little more it was like extremely stifling a lot of the rest of it is ridiculous yeah this was being couched as in that vein where actually i'm not sure it necessarily no i don't think it is um but yeah and i yeah it is a weird one i don't think they should have lost their jobs for it yeah i yeah i guess i agree yeah i agree I think it should have been, yeah, unless unless the company could prove that their romantic relationship had an impact on how they worked. And it was just the attitude from the guy that ran the company and set the policies was, having a large company is really hard, so <laughs> that's why you we put it. these rules in place, so that if people <laughs> just aren't doing what they're supposed to, we get rid of them. And I'm like, the point, part of the point of running a company Yes, it is really hard, but the people that run it are being paid a lot of money to, run to it. do the hard work of running it. Yeah. And the answer is not fire people who maybe don't do things 100% right. It's to coach them through it, to have a conversation, to yeah. have those difficult conversations. Yeah. That's part of running a company. Yeah. You can't bypass that by just firing people and at also, first strike. like, you need to... Yeah, like you have this, a responsibility. This complete crackdown yeah. on anything like that is too restrictive. That is not. And like, yeah, it does make it more difficult when things arise. That means you yeah. have to have difficult conversations with people about what is and isn't appropriate. But tough shit. That's running a company. Yeah, that is dealing. And with that's people. what your salary yeah. is for. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Very true. So yeah, completely. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. <sighs> Billy and Ali are guilty. Well, I am more upset with Billy because I've got Billy is the most guilty of anyone who has ever shown their fucking faces on this show. What a fucking cunt. (laughs) I am so fucking angry. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I am more angry at Billy than Ali. Yeah, definitely. But I, I, he can just fuck off. But they are both so goddamn predictable. Yeah. Like, I just, how does Ali keep falling for his shit every single time? 
every single time. Like, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate them. Like, I just, it's fucking I nearly infuriating. ripped out my 2019 eyeballs and threw them at the TV. <laughs> it's infuriating. I mean, he is the absolute worst human being that has ever existed. Like, he is awful. She is, you know, insufferable in a lot of ways. But it's just that thing of, like, you know what he's doing. I know. You say it a couple of times. You name it. it. Yeah, you name it. You say what it is that he's doing, that he is jealous, that he is being selfish. You've got his number that you are happy with Greg and he's gotten jealous as per fucking usual. And yet, and yet you still let him ruin your life like this. You've got his number, yet you cling to it. Yeah, you're just like, I'll take that number again. (laughs) Just like, what? No. I, you know, a pox of both your houses. You are (laughs) cancelled. Oh dear. It's the worst. It's terrible. <laughs> poor Greg and poor Georgia. Oh Greg, I haven't even thought about Greg. Oh. Ugh. Right, well, well, I don't even know what else to say. I you know. I, I mean, this continues. To this, be continued. To, this, of this, it, it this is to be continued. Like, and so, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about discussing the rest of the yeah, storyline with you because it it does get uh, unmissable drama. Such unmissable <laughs> drama. So please let us know what you thought about the, the life shattering events that happened. The in this shit episode. show. <laughs> the pyramids this on the was world. The shit show. <laughs> um, yeah, please. Tell us what you think. We are on Twitter at Bygones Podcast, Instagram at Bygones Pod, search us on Facebook at Bygones Podcast, and email us at bygonespodcast at gmail.com. And if you really love us, there's all sorts of chat going on on Patreon these days. People commenting and discussing and all sorts of stuff. And we love to hear it. So for just a dollar, the early access uh, to what happens next can be yours. Um, so yeah, until next, Until next time. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Bye. Bye.